Cover Zero Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and I am back. I am happy to be back. My trip to Europe was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Trip of a lifetime. It was great, but holy shit, did I miss a lot in the two weeks that I've been gone. Um, So yeah, this episode... Just me, because while I was away, my credit card also got frauded, so now I can't use Zoom the way I need to use Zoom to do the show. So no guests, just me, because wish I had people on. But again, I like it when it's me. I don't have other people telling me things that I just don't want to listen to, because they're just wrong, and I'm right. So, uh, yeah, we'll start with some news and notes, and since the draft did happen while I was away... Crazy draft, if we're being honest. Uh, A lot to talk about. I won't touch on everything because, I mean, we're almost two weeks past it now. And I'm sure all of you listening have been hearing this information. I'm just going to give kind of my top picks I like. I think one team had the best overall draft in my mind. Some of my favorite picks. Some of the picks I don't like. Uh... Yeah, we'll we'll just start with some news and notes. Starting with the big one, Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. I have been joking the last few shows that he still wasn't, he still wasn't. It's finally here. He is a Jet. The trade package was the Packers and the Jets swapped their first round picks. The Packers also get... A 2024 first that could be a second if Rodgers doesn't play a certain amount of games this season, which of course he will, barring injury, so it's another first. And then a few mid-round pick swaps. Either way, um, my initial reaction to this was the Packers got exactly what they should have for Rodgers. They did not budge on what they wanted. I think them pick-swapping with the Packers also, or with the Jets, it was a good move for them. Kind of fucked the Jets in the draft. I will talk about that later. Um, yeah, and getting that future first-round pick is huge. I mean, obviously the Jets think that they're Super Bowl contenders, and I guess let's talk about the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers. I honestly think it is a lateral move team-wise. Um I mean, I look at that Packers defense, they have a shit ton of good players. I look at that Jets defense, they have a shit ton of good players. I think the offensive lines are similar. Uh, I think Brees Hall and then Aaron Jones, same caliber running back. I think Brees Hall probably has a little more energy underneath him. He is coming off a major injury, though, so we'll see how he looks. Either way, they had both very good run games before. The one difference is... Garrett Wilson being that true number one receiver for the Jets. Um, I do like Christian Watson in Green Bay. I just think Wilson is truly, he's, he's going to be one of the next great receivers in this league. Um, that's the difference. I don't know if that's enough for me. I think the Jets are still happily th- finishing third in this division. Um, 
it is what it is, honestly. I Again, they're going to have a good team. They will compete. It's a very tough AFC. Obviously, I'm, I'm picking the Dolphins over them. I, the Bills are still the Bills. I just, it'll be tough. It's tough for me to see the Jets making the playoffs this year, even after this move. Uh, I'll talk about the Packers more in a bit, because they had some own contract news of their own. Uh, But next news up, Lamar Jackson is officially a Baltimore Raven again. He signed that extension, five-year, $260 million, $185 guaranteed. Uh, Off the top of my head, I don't know where that puts him in the quarterbacks. I would think third because Rodgers has his massive fucking deal and obviously the Browns paid the Predator so yeah let's just say he's third either way a deal that Lamar 100% deserves um a deal that the Ravens needed to make because I don't know what the fuck they would have done and this Ravens team is really fucking good like that defense is unbelievable um, really only losing Marcus Peters, who they replaced with Rocky Sin, who I have down here in my notes too. But Rocky Sin is also signing with the Ravens, uh, coming off an injury last year with the Raiders. He signed a contract with them coming from the Colts. He was very good with the Colts. Uh, injuries happen. Now he's a Raven. I still really like Rocky Sin as a player. Again, so this Ravens defense is very, very, very good. And the offense, which was the issue, I mean... The offensive line is good. It's always solid there in Baltimore. Uh, J.K. Dobbins healthy has been very productive. Plus, the run game is always good. And now they got they got weapons. These guys got Lamar weapons. They brought in OBJ, Rashad Bateman. Let's see what he can do in year three. They just drafted Zay Flowers, which... This is what the Ravens do. Players fall to them in the draft, and then they just absolutely crush it. Zay Flowers is one of those guys... I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that the Chargers passed on him. Um, This is a very good Ravens team. That's all I can really say. It's it's such a tough AFC. There are so many good teams. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for the season to get here. Uh, We will keep moving on. Dexter Lawrence, uh, Giants defensive tackle, nose tackle, big motherfucker, signed a four-year $90 million deal, 60 guaranteed. I think that puts him as the third highest paid defensive tackle in the league, obviously behind Aaron Donald and... I don't know. I should know that. Either way, Aaron Donald is still number one, obviously, but Dexter Lawrence absolutely... I mean, he crushed it last year. He was phenomenal. Well-deserved payday. All of these fucking defensive tackles are getting paid. I mean... Quinn and Williams still looking for his deal. Christian Wilkins has to get paid too in Miami. I'm assuming Miami would have to pay him something similar to that. I hope we do. He's our best player. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is also the best player on that defense right now. Uh, Giants needed to keep one of their guys. They kept one of their guys in-house. It's a good deal. It's a good deal for the Giants. The Giants could be sneaky good next year. We'll see. Um, as I said previously... That was very formal. I don't know why, but I said there was a Packers extension that I'm going to talk about. So Jordan Love, one-year extension uh, up to $22.5 million guaranteed. So this basically negates the Packers from picking up 
his fifth year option. They're just giving him that one year extension and being like, here's a decent payday. Prove it. We're not going to pick up the fifth year because the fifth year is fully guaranteed and it's a lot of money. But he can earn more than what his fifth year option would have been. So, uh, good move on his part. I do. Ah, Jordan Love could come out of nowhere and be that guy. Again, as I said, I think Rodgers leaving the Packers is kind of a lateral move. Is it a move that I think needed to happen? Yes, that relationship clearly wasn't working. It's still a good roster. Jordan Love has been sitting behind a Hall of Fame quarterback for three seasons. God knows what Rodgers was actually teaching him. But if he has any talent whatsoever to be practicing in the NFL for three years and to not at least look pretty good, that's that's tough for the Packers. And I don't think that the Packers would have been okay with Rodgers leaving if Jordan Love didn't at least show some promise over those three years. Um, good move for the Packers, though. That's all I can really say. Uh, in kind of some off-field news, uh, former Bama and Raiders wide rec- wide receiver Henry Ruggs pleads guilty for a DUI resulting in death. Uh, and one count of vehicular manslaughter. Uh, he will serve three to ten years. Very sad story. I mean, awful, awful thing that Henry Ruggs did. Uh, it's something that like no one should get behind a wheel intoxicated, especially when you have all the resources available to you. And he's paying the price. He absolutely deserves to go away for that long. Um... It's wild, but I think if, yeah, he'll probably be out three years, good behavior could be out sooner. An NFL team will give him will give him a call at some point. Wild, but I don't know. I think Henry Ruggs could be on the Cowboys in 2027. I think that would still put him in his late 20s. We'll see. Someone's going to give him a tryout anyways. That's bound to happen. Um... Moving on, just some smaller signings that have happened over the last couple weeks. Donovan Smith is the new Chiefs left tackle. Uh, People in the group chat calling Donovan Smith washed. I don't disagree. He was god-awful for Tampa last year. Uh, But the Chiefs have proven that they don't need great tackle play to really... I mean, they're the fucking Chiefs. It doesn't matter. Donovan Smith is an established vet... Will he be great? No. Is he serviceable? Yes. That's what the Chiefs need. They need a serviceable left tackle. Let Pat Mahomes have a little bit more time. I mean, that offensive line is already so good. Donovan Smith, let's see if he can have a bounce back year. I really like that signing by the Chiefs. Uh, I already mentioned the Rocky Sin signing. Love that for the Ravens. Replacing Marcus Peters. Uh, Great move for them. Marcus Peters still a free agent. He will land somewhere. And last signing I have up, Puna Ford to the Bills. Uh, Puna Ford, very undersized defensive tackle coming out of Texas, uh, was a UDFA that the Seahawks picked up. And he's been like a rotational player on that Seahawks defensive line since he was signed there after the 2018 draft, I believe. Either way, the Bills pick up a good defensive player on that rotation for the defensive line. The Bills just need to stay healthy. That defense is very good. Okay, time to move on to some very late 
draft recap. Uh, yeah, since I was gone, the draft started at 3 a.m. when I was in Greece. Wasn't staying up for that, obviously. Um, even though I was up because that hostel bed was terrible. That's a whole other story. But uh, yeah, so I'm just going to basically run through some notes that I have. Some of my favorite picks, some of the worst picks. Um, picks that didn't really make sense, but I loved it anyways. Uh, I got some teams that had some weird drafts, but I don't know. Did I like them? Did I not? I guess you'll find out. And the team that I just thought had the best overall draft uh, in all the rounds. Um, let's just start off with some of my favorite day one picks. Um, the Eagles just seem to be drafting all Georgia Bulldogs players. Uh, I mean, they drafted Jordan Davis last year. Drafted now his former, I mean, they're all fucking former teammates, but Jalen Carter fell to the Eagles at 10, which I don't think a lot of people saw happening. Um, absolutely insane. That I mean, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, what they did at Georgia was phenomenal. They're probably going to do it again in the NFL. And then a lot of people who had Nolan Smith going to the Eagles at 10... He actually went to them at 30. So the Eagles just keep drafting these guys and they're already, they're just reloading on that defensive front. That defensive front is already very good. They just added two more players who can be very good pieces for them. Jalen Carter has the potential to be one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Um, so absolutely home, home run draft by Howie Roseman. And the Eagles front office. Oh, they also drafted another Georgia Bulldog, Keely Ringo. That's whatever to me, but there's another Georgia Bulldog on that team. Um, another team that had two picks in the first, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't know what... Oh, I've been, John Schneider. There we go. Uh, I don't know what John Schneider was doing during the... Basically, the whole decade of Russell Wilson's career, like post that 2012 draft, John Schneider and the Seahawks were absolutely trash at drafting. Um, they have absolutely turned it around. I think they hit another home run of a draft, especially with these first two picks. Uh, Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, the big body corner, and then they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba with their own first-round pick. They got Devin Witherspoon with the Broncos' first-round pick. Thank you, Broncos, and thank you, Russ. Um, so this secondary, which I already liked a lot, is getting better. So Tariq Woolen, Woolen now playing opposite Devin Witherspoon. That is a very, very good young cornerback tandem. Jamal Adams coming back. Quandre Diggs is the other safety. They signed Julian Love. They just got players. And then drafting, I mean, I thought he was the best receiver in the draft. He did go as the first receiver in the draft. Uh, and he's going to be the third receiver on the Seahawks team. Obviously, Tyler Lockett is getting older. And that's who he probably looks to replace. But now you got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Absolute, like, home run of a draft for... The Seahawks team, even with Geno Smith, should be looking to... I mean, it's the NFC, so they should be looking to compete. Definitely should be in a playoff spot, in my mind. And 
It saddens me to say, but the absolute best pick of the first round was by the New England Patriots and drafting Christian Gonzalez. They traded back. No, I won't talk about that yet because either way, they got Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez, who many thought was the number one corner in the draft or at least was 1A, 1B with Devin Witherspoon, who went number six. Christian Gonzalez went 17. Huge gap. One of the most, I mean, I think he tested as the most athletic corner ever. One of them coming out of the draft. Absolutely athletic freak, rangy corner. Can Yeah, I mean, his sideline to sideline speed is nuts. And now he's on the Patriots. He goes from being on my Oregon Ducks to my least favorite team in all of professional sports. Ah, uh, the Patriots got a dog though. I'm that defense is very good. It will be very good just because Bill Belichick is the coach. They're hoping on Gonzalez and Jack Jones to be that tandem that they need though. I think it probably will be. Um, we'll see what happens when Tyreek and Waddle play them and absolutely burn him, even though he is fast. He's not that fast. He's not Dolphins fast, that's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, that was the best pick in the draft by far. And they traded back to get him, which leads me to some of the worst picks in the draft in my mind. Um and yeah, I'll start with the Jets pick with Will McDonald. I like Will McDonald. I think Will McDonald was a fringe first-round player. Um, and I'm not knocking the pick. I think Will McDonald has a chance to be a good player in the league. I'm knocking that the Jets sold their hand so bad. Everyone knew they were going to take Broderick Jones and the... Patriots, who knew that the Jets were going to take that, and Bill Belichick hates the Jets, just like most people do, because they're very annoying, but Bill Belichick hates the Jets, and traded with the Steelers for probably less than he could have to move two spots back, three spots back, so they could take the player that the Jets wanted, Jets so, just so the Jets couldn't. Ultimate troll by Bill Belichick... Um, bad job by Joe Douglas in the front office. That That is one thing I feel like Joe Douglas is just... He's losing control. I don't... I think he's a good GM, but he's making some moves. He's making some concessions that I don't think he really needed to. And here we are. So, again, Will McDonald, it's a good pick. It's fine. But Broderick Jones was the guy that they wanted. And after he was gone, they were like, well, let's just take another need. And now they have Will McDonald to go along Jermaine Johnson, who they drafted in the first round last year, and Carlos Dunlap, who is getting a bit older. He'll fit into the rotation. Either way, the Jets completely overplayed their hand and got spurned. Ah, whatever. It was not good. And another pick that, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't like the player that much either, was the Commanders taking Emmanuel Forbes at 16 when Christian Gonzalez was still on the board. 
They took a corner who's 165 pounds. It's just, I, I, I don't get it. And that's why Bill traded back behind there because he knew that the commanders really liked Emmanuel Forbes. So he could make that trade and still get the guy who he wanted, which I don't know why teams are willingly giving up this information to people like the Patriots. But um, yeah, I don't like Forbes that much as a prospect. I mean, I think he needs to put on a ton of weight, obviously. You cannot be 160 pounds at 6'1 and play on the outside. You will get bullied, like, relentlessly. And he had really good... I think he had 10 picks in college. I mean, he had a lot of picks in college, but I think a lot of them were due to deflections more than him making a play on the ball. Um, And Christian Gonzalez was right there. Like, come on, Commanders. Like, you could have just, like, oh, yeah, we really like Emmanuel Forbes. And then when the Patriots trade back, you're like, yes, fuck them. And draft, draft Christian Gonzalez, but you did not. You did not. Um, two other picks that I am not a huge fan of in the first round is both the Lions' first round picks. They drafted Jameer Gibbs at number 12 after trading back and Jack Campbell. Both players who I really like, and I think Jameer Gibbs has a chance. Oh, that was the one thing I didn't talk about before. The Lions traded DeAndre Swift after making this pick. DeAndre Swift... Another Bulldog, that's the Bulldog who I was really forgetting, um, is an Eagle. So DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, pretty fucking good. I'll take that over Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell from last year. So Eagles continue to just get better somehow. Um, But yeah, the Lions. Jameer Gibbs, who I think will be an upgrade. I think he's more of a weapon than Swift. Plus, they have David Montgomery. That'll be a very good tandem. And I do like Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell was one of the most athletic linebackers in this class. The problem that bugs me with these picks is just the value of where they were taken. Jack Campbell was the first linebacker off the board, obviously, at 18. And I don't think the next linebacker went until the mid-late second round. And, like, there was a toss-up. It's not like Jack Campbell was, like, the clear number one guy. Like, I thought Drew Sanders was a better prospect than Jack Campbell, and Drew Sanders went much, much later than Jack Campbell at 18. Again, I really like Jack Campbell. I thought Jack Campbell would have been around for the Dolphins' first-round pick. Obviously was not, because the Lions had other ideas. So both players who I like, but value-wise, it's... it's I, I, I don't understand. I truly don't understand, especially when you could have stayed at six, drafted. I mean, I think they wanted Devin Witherspoon. That's why they traded back probably. But you could have sat there at six, drafted Jalen Carter, drafted Tyree Wilson, could have drafted Christian Gonzalez, or you trade back. and You still could have. I don't know. Gibbs, I feel like the Lions going into this wanted Devin Witherspoon and they wanted Gibbs at 18, and then this kind of threw things out of whack, but it is what it is. Um, Next, we got a pick that didn't make a ton of sense, but I love it. Atlanta Falcons, Bijan Robinson, number eight overall. Um, Bijan Robinson was my number one player in this draft. He is an absolute stud. One of the best running backs I have seen in college ever. And that's with guys like Saquon and Leonard Fournette and Zeke. Which those guys were studs in college. Bijan, 
fucking oh I just kicked the box but either way incredible um and he's going to a Falcons team that absolutely crushed rushing like they dominated the run game last year with a rookie running back who broke the team record and they have Cordero Patterson still so now you have Bijan Robinson who's just going to come in and steal all of Tyler Algier's touches who Tyler Algier had one of the best rookie seasons that no one talked about and now here comes Bijan Robinson and he I'm fully expecting Bijan Robinson to potentially be in the play for like offensive player of the year. Obviously, I think that Desmond Ritter would need to have a capable season. He would need to play better than Marcus Mariota. I think the Falcons have made, made strides on that defense for it to be better. And that run game is going to be fucking sick because even when Bijan Robinson needs a break, Tyler Algier is a very good running back. This is going to be a scary tandem. You got the weapon to see Pat out there. Kyle Pitts, let's see if you can get back to that rookie season when you had a thousand yards. Drake London. Watch out for the Falcons. I'm I'm just gonna say that. I know that the Panthers are probably and the Panthers drafted Bryce Young as we all expected, but um I don't know. This Falcons team could be could be coming out of nowhere to win that division. That's that might be a bet that I have to make at some point. Um another pick that didn't really make sense, but I love it. The Dolphins taking Cam Smith in the second round. Um, at the time, I woke up and I was like, going or going to bed anyways. It was like, I want one of these tight ends that was still on the board. And at the time, it was... Uh, how am I forgetting his name? The guy from Notre Dame. And, okay, either way. Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, and I keep wanting to say Luke Musgrave, but I know it's... Michael Mayer, that's the guy. Luke Musgrave was also there, but I was. Either way, it was Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta. There was three tight ends on the board when I went to bed before the second round. And I woke up, Darnell Washington was available when we picked, and we passed on him. We passed on him twice, actually. So wild, but... And I looked at corner, I'm like, do we really need a corner? Like, I mean, we just traded for Jalen Ramsey... Xavier Howard, um, Cater Kohu, Nick Needham, still got Noah Igbenogamy somewhere around there. Trill Williams coming back, one of the, I mean, best social media players the Dolphins have. Um, and I was kind of like, damn, like, I think we're okay, but we got killed. The secondary injuries absolutely killed us last year, killed our defense. Xavier Howard, I love him. I'm hoping that he has, like, a fully healthy, good season, but... Last season, injuries killed him, and that was that was an issue. I'm hoping that we get the old X back, but X just might be old at this point. Like, that's all you can really say. Uh, Cam Smith is someone who I thought could have been a fringe first-round player. We get him in the mid-second. I think that's a somewhat of a steal. And he has no pressure to play right away, but... I think Vic Fangio is going to use Jalen Ramsey all over the field. And he won't just put him on the outside or maybe to shadow the number one guy. I think we will see Jalen Ramsey get snaps at safety as well with Holland back there. And that allows a guy like Cam Smith to get on the field, get reps. Um, This Dolphins defense should be fun. But yeah, it's another pick where at the time I was like, what the fuck are we doing? But... Now, I absolutely love the pick. Great job by Chris Greer. Um, 
So some teams that I thought had some weird drafts. Um, let's start with the Lions. We've already talked about them. Gibbs and Jack Campbell reaches. But then in the second round, they follow it up with Brian Branch, who, I mean, that was fucking Chu's, Chu's top 10 player right there. I didn't really see it, but I like Brian Branch a lot where they picked him in the second round. So Brian Branch, very good player. And then they drafted Hendon Hooker, where I like Hendon Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker could have snuck into... Uh, I thought he could have snuck into the first round. Um, he's good. Obviously, he is much older, but I look at Jared Goff, and I'm like, Hendon Hooker could just be Jared Goff, and that could be exactly what the Lions want right now. And if you can get Jared Goff for a quarter of the price, you do it. So I do like the pick, but it was just kind of one of those, the order of picks was weird, but... Lions, weird draft. Uh, the Texans also had a weird draft. Texans drafting their QB of the future, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson at two and three. I love both those picks. I actually thought about that earlier in the day when I was making my final mock, and I'm like, no, that's too crazy. They won't do that. And that's absolutely what they did. Uh, the part that I kind of find weird, don't really disagree, the Texans gave up their first round pick next year to move up... Uh, with the Cardinals. So absolutely great job by Monty Austin Fort there over in Arizona. Because the Texans aren't a good team. Like, I don't think adding those two players makes them, like, a seven-win team. I think they'll fall six below wins. I think six would be a great season by their standards. Like, I look at that team, the defense... Like, if Will Anderson truly is one of these like instantly great pass rushers as a rookie. Yeah, the Texans defense could be pretty good with him at edge and Derek Stingley at corner. Like they have some pieces there. But I just look on this offense and I'm like, I don't CJ Stroud throwing to who? John Mechie? Like, uh and I know fucking CJ Stroud also told them like, oh take Tank Dell. Take Tank Dell gets to stay in Houston, but I don't know. I'm not trusting John Mechie, Tank Dell, and Dalton Schultz, and the Texans. Like, obviously, Damian Pierce is there. The offensive line's pretty good, but I don't know. I think that the Texans are potentially giving up a top 10 pick next year. So, absolutely great job by the Cardinals uh, in that aspect. Uh, I'm just going to talk about some other teams. Uh, we'll talk about how the wide receivers went, which I was a little shocked by because Jackson Smith and Jigba goes first. That's what I expected. Did I <clears throat> expect the Seahawks to draft him? No. Um, and then the Chargers drafted Quinn Johnson, who I like Quinn Johnson as a player. I don't like him for the Chargers. I just think they drafted another Mike Williams. We have been talking about this in the group chat. Um... I just, I don't see how this helps the Chargers' offense. I think the Chargers' offense is hard to generate yards. They have no vertical threats, really. Uh, they, they did draft a guy who ran like a 4-3-6, but 
I don't know. I, especially with a guy like Zay Flowers on the board. <coughs> oh, sorry. I thought that was the obvious pick. Uh, apparently not. They get Quinn Johnson, who, hey, I guess that gives Justin Herbert another guy to throw a piss missile at and misses, misses hands by fucking three feet. But that's why you get those tall guys who can jump because Herbert's going to miss them and they can make up for it. That was all a lot of lies, but I'll just go with it. Um, but Justin Herbert confirmed does not have that dog in him. Um, and then, yeah, the Vikings drafted Jordan Addison to immediately replace Adam Thielen. That is a great move. So Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Dalvin Cook will be a Miami Dolphin uh, post-June 1st after we get that Byron Jones money. Uh, you've heard it here first. Uh, yeah, and then the Ravens end up with Zay Flowers. So, absolutely phenomenal. Not how I would have picked those first four receivers going, but it is what it is. What else, what other moves did I like? Oh, the Bills drafting Dalton Kincaid. I thought that was a good move. I mean, obviously gives Josh Allen a massive target who people have compared his receiving skills to a guy like Travis Kelsey. Um, big comparison, obviously, but I'm interested to see where Dawson Knox goes now, other than the bench, because man's not much of a blocking tight end, and I think Dalton Kincaid is will already prove that he's the better receiver coming out of camp. So, yeah, I think that's that's basically what I want to talk about. And we'll end it off with the team who I thought had the best overall draft. That is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers trade up in front of the Jets, draft Broderick Jones, followed up in the second round uh, with the Bears' first round pick for Chase Claypool. Wild. They picked Joey Porter Jr., who obviously his dad was a Steelers player back in the early 2000s um joey porter basically just stays home gets to play for his dad's team very cool joey porter was a person or a player who i thought that the steelers could have picked in the first round um so great that they got him here then they picked keanu benton a uh, big defensive tackle and then they got my boy darnell washington who i mean everyone knows how much i love darnell washington if you listen to this and then they draft linebacker nick herbig so they basically got five players who will all contribute day one, which if you can come away with it for if you can come away from a draft like that, that's an absolute win. Um, also, yeah, I'll talk about Darnell Washington a bit. So the reason why he fell is apparently he had a foot injury that was lingering and kind of worried people. So apparently he had a medical concern that obviously no one in the public or media knew about. It was only something that the teams knew. So that's why he fell. So it makes sense why the Dolphins and so many other teams passed on him when other tight ends were going because that man's a freak. But either way, he can sit behind Pat Fryermuth and basically be the sixth offensive lineman whenever they run. It's a Steelers team that could be... Could be scary. Okay, fuck, it's literally just, it's every team. It's every team in the AFC that I can make a case for, except for the Texans, the Colts, 
the Raiders. Yeah. I think there's only three teams that I can really discount. I'll say the Titans, but I think the Titans could really sneak into the playoffs. So there's 11 teams that I think are bubble or actual playoff contenders. Should I just rank them? No. No, I'll do that another time. We have lots to talk about in this offseason. I guess I'll just wrap it up. So... The schedule is getting dropped this Thursday. I'm hoping for next week to basically just go through what are what we think will be the best games uh, for next season. I mean, famously, I think it was Rams-Packers. No, the Dolphins played the Packers on Christmas. What game was it? Either way, it was one of those Thursday night football games or Sunday night games where it's like, this is going to be a great game, Rams-Packers, and it was an absolute garbage game. Um, there was a couple like that this year, honestly, where it's like, wow, like games with the Buccaneers, like Buccaneers Saints. That was an awful game. Um, all of the Buccaneers games were awful last year, if we're being honest. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about the schedule release, any other updates that have happened. Uh, yeah, I am happy to be back. This was actually a lot of fun to record. I've actually been going decent time. This is pretty good for a solo episode. Uh, yeah. And I guess if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, because I am going to post on YouTube. I'm going to start with this one. And until next time, peace.